we've been studying Revelation chapters, uh, and we have come to Revelation chapter 18 now. We studied Revelation chapter 16 and 17, um, but Revelation 16 and 17 and 18 do not follow the sequence. They are not in a chronological order. How do we know? Because Revelation chapter 17 just finished the, the t seven last plagues and the destruction of Babylon. But Revelation 18 talks about the loud cry. And does the loud cry then happen after the seven last plagues? No, that's not the case. How do we know? If you read chapter, verse 4 of Revelation chapter 18, it talks about this. Revelation chapter 18 verse 4 says, then I heard another voice from heaven say, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins and that you will not receive any of her plagues. Which means the plagues that Revelation chapter 17 just talked about. So it's giving the warning to come out of Babylon so that you would not receive the plagues. That means the plagues have not fallen yet. So Revelation chapter 18 and 17, 16 are not in the chronological order. Just keep that in mind. It's, it's confusing in some sense, but that's the way how Revelation is written. We need to know the context. We need to know the flow of timing so that we know where to place certain parts of the Bible of our Revelation. Verse 1, um, thank you. Thanks to Ricky for reading the scripture reading today. But it talks about um, how the, another angel comes with great power coming from heaven and great power and authority, and the earth was illuminated with his splendor. Verse 1 talks about this great power. What is this great power that the Bible is mentioning, this, the loud cry is mentioning? Was there in the Bible, was there any time in the Bible that you can think about that the gospel was proclaimed with great power and authority? When was the time that the gospel was reached to the whole world. We can think about Noah. Did everyone hear about Noah's message? Yes. It took him 120 years, but everyone, the whole world heard, heard about it. And the, the whole world saw the gospel, the ark that was being built on top of a mountain. But let me ask you a question. How effective was his evangelism? How many people were saved? Only eight. <laughs> Only his family members were saved. Not even the people who helped him build the ark go inside. None of them went inside. So we can't really say his evangelism was that successful. He saved the animal kingdom. He saved the world. And he saved the, the humanity, yes, eight people. But it wasn't that effective. What about Jonah? Jonah and Nineveh. He was the most effective evangelist. The whole city turned upside down, and, and they all repented from, from the king all the way down to, down to the poorest, the youngest, the, the simplest. Uh, everyone inside the kingdom, everyone repented. They were in their sackcloth, and they repented. But what about the scale of that evangelism? Was it worldwide? Was it global? No, it was not. It was just that one city. So if you think about it, there is one time in the Bible where the gospel was reached to the whole world. When was that? 
that was the Pentecost. The Pentecost. When the Holy Spirit came, then the gospel inspired, gospel worked on the people who prayed up in that upper room, 120 people. And those 120 people went, that took off with that gospel, and they reached the known world at that time. Within their generation, that's what happened. That's what happened to them. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, Ye shall receive power. The word power in Greek there is dunamis, power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So that is when the gospel reached to the end of the world, when the Holy Spirit fell. And the word power there, dunamis, is related to this power, authority. Even though this word is different, that those two events are related. Because it says in Revelation chapter 18, verse 1, And after this I saw another angel coming down from heaven, and he had great power, and the earth was illuminated by his splendor. How much of the earth was illuminated? Just one portion? Just one small city? No, the whole earth. So here is a promise that the gospel will reach the whole world, and the whole world will be illuminated, will be, in, will be lightened with its gospel, with its power, and this is a loud cry. Now, if you think about it, this can happen. How is this possible that it can happen? The earlier example showed us when something happened, 120 people were able to reach the whole world within their generation. What was that? What was that power? It was the Holy Spirit. The early rain that fell enabled them, empowered them to go and, and evangelize the whole world within their generation. The same thing can happen when the latter rain falls. So this Revelation chapter 18, my friends, is the proclamation, is the prophecy of the latter rain, how it will reach the whole world before the destruction of this world before the end of the, the Babylon. And this latter rain, talking about this latter rain, this early rain, if you think about the early rain, when the Holy Spirit fell, by the way, the Holy Spirit, even though it is early rain, the latter rain, and the Holy Spirit, individual Holy Spirit that we receive in our prayer time, in our devo morning devotions, and and our personal devotions in the evenings and before we go to bed and, and so on, it is the same Holy Spirit. It's not the different Holy Spirit. It's the same, but the effect of the Holy Spirit is this. When they received Holy Spirit, did the 120 people up in the upper room, did, that, did the falling of the Holy Spirit, did that lead them to conversion and repentance? No they were already converted. They repented. They gathered and they prayed. And when the Holy Spirit came and it empowered them, people who were already converted, people who were already on God's side, empowered them to reach the, the, or share the gospel and reach the, the world with that message. Same thing will happen. To the, la to the latter rain. When the latter rain falls, people who receive the latter rain, do you think it would convert them into, into, to receive God and to repent? No. 
These are the people, the angel that is mentioned. So, by the way, the angel that is mentioned here is not the literal angel that is coming down from heaven and the whole world illuminating. No, the angel, just like in Revelation 14, the three angels' message that is proclaimed up in heaven or the whole world, those are not three literal angels. Those are God's people, God's servants, you and me, that will be carrying the message, right? So the, the angel that is coming down in Revelation 18 illuminating the whole world, these, this is not the literal angel. These are God's people. Meaning, when, when the, the latter rain falls and the whole world hears about the gospel, there are going to be people who will be praying for the latter rain, and they are already converted. They have been repented, and they are ready to receive the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, it empowers them to go and carry the message to the whole world. And then the people who hear the message, people who are in Babylon at that time, after the latter rain had fallen, people who are in Babylon, do you think they will come out? Yes. According to Revelation 18, they will come out of Babylon. So there will be conversions, yes, as a result of the latter rain, but not God's people. God's servants are already repented. They are converted, and they carry the message. You, you see the difference? Same thing with the early rain. When the 120 disciples, they received the Holy Spirit, the early rain, they were already converted. It didn't, the Holy Spirit did not lead them to conversion. They were already converted. But when they carried the message to other world, other parts of the world, those people got converted. So you see the two different effects of the Holy Spirit? That's what's happening. That's what's going to happen uh, during the latter rain time. And verse 1 says, the earth was enlightened. It was illuminated with his glory. Now, what is, what is this glory? The word glory, or our English word doxology comes from doxo in, in Greek. The word glory is related to something significant in the Bible. What is that? Where is the clue that we can find in the Bible story? In the story of Moses, when, when Moses says, okay, God, show me your glory. And he, he's basically begging God. He's like, okay, you know what? I, I'm tired of it. Like, just show me your glory and just give me some kind of encouragement. Give me a boost here. And God says, okay, if that's what you want, I'll show you. And Exodus 33 verse 18 says this. Then Moses said, now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So here, Moses is saying, show me your glory. And God says, okay, I'll do that. And what does he show? What does he show to Moses? He shows his mercy, compassion. He shows him his character. And Moses has seen God's character, and now he sees God's glory. So, in the Bible concept, glory is related to what? God's character. So, when Revelation 18.1 says, the world was illuminated with his glory, that means what? The world has seen God's glory. In other words, the world has seen God's character. 
That's what it means. Now, question. How does the world see God's character? Shining the whole, lighting the whole world. How does God see God? How does the world see God's character? Does God come like, like Moses has seen God up in the mountain? Does God come and show his character to the whole people, the whole population? No, it is the angel that brings the glory of God and shows it. And we had talked about it. Who is this angel? It is not the literal angel. It's not the angel that is flying up into heaven and, and everyone seeing the fly, uh, flying of angel in, in, in your YouTube videos on your phones and say, oh, there's an angel flying. No, that's not it. It is the people of God. People of God carrying the message of God showing the whole world God's character. How? By showing God's character in them. That's how the whole world is illuminated with God's glory. So my friends, so this is the, this is the concept. When, when this Revelation 18.1 talks about how the angel comes from heaven and the power and the glory shines the whole world that means there is a group of people god's remnant people hopefully prayerfully you and me when we are ready we can receive the holy spirit like the 120 people in the upper room received the early rain when we receive the latter rain then we can we can be empowered we can go out to the whole world and share this gospel that people who are in Babylon can hear and repent and come out. When the latter rain falls, we will be able to share this God's character in us that we reflect God's character to others. And when they see us, they see God reflected in our character. That is, my friend, the whole world shining with God's glory. Are you ready? Are you ready to be part of this movement of the loud cry? How can we be ready? We have to be ready now. Just like the disciples up in the upper room, they pray together. We have to pray now so that we can have this Holy Spirit falling upon us. Verse 2 talks about this. Verse 2 says this. With a might, mighty voice he shouted, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a home of demons and a hunt for every evil spirit and hunt for every unclean and detestable bird. So here in verse 2, it talks about how Babylon is fallen. Now, uh, so for, when did, the, when, did the, when did this message come? Babylon is fallen. Have we heard this message before? Babylon is fallen. What, which message is this? Just a few chapters prior to this chapter, we had a proclamation of Babylon is fallen. This is not the same angel as the three angels flying. Which, which angel proclaimed this message, Babylon is fallen? Was it the first, the second, or third? It was the second angel's message. The first angel's message was to know that God is the creator. Time of his judgment has come. Second angel is Babylon is fallen. The third angel is do not receive the mark of the beast. Okay? So the second angels, or the first, second, and third angels' message, three angels' message had gone out already. 
And this Revelation chapter 18, just before the destruction of Babylon, just before the fall of the last seven plagues, is the repeat of the second angel's message, Babylon is fallen. So the three angels' message, the timing of that three angels' message is when? Is right now. First angel's message started when? 1842, 43, 1840s. That's when the first angel's message started. Second angel's message started around that time, just a few years after. Third angel's message is right now. It started then, but it's until now. So we are proclaiming the first, second, and the third angel's message right now. That's the current message that we are delivering to the world right now. It's not that it's not the message of Noah. It's not the message of John the Baptist. It is the three angels message that is the current delivered message that we need to deliver today. However, Revelation 18, the loud cry is in the future, which will come and join and strengthen in power the, three angel, or the third angel's message in the future. So Revelation 14 has already happened, and we are living in that time, the third angel's message period right now. And Revelation 18, the loud cry is in the future. That will happen soon. You get the timing? That's what's happening. And when you read this message, it is basically saying this. Babylon is fallen. Babylon is fallen. And it says, verse 4, as we just read, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins, so that you will not receive any of her plagues. For her sins are piled up to heaven, and God has remembered her crimes. So here, the, mes the content, the message of this loud cry or this, this angel with glory is saying, come out of her, my people. What does that mean in turn? There is a group of people that is proclaiming the message to come out of her. But where are God's people right now? Besides the one that's proclaiming the message, where are they? They are in Babylon. What is Babylon? Babylon, we talked about it many times. Babylon is a code language of the union of church and state. Satan, the dragon, and the sea beast, and the earth beast, and the union, the ecumenicalism of different churches. So within that confederacy, there are lots of people that are still there that, that need to hear God's voice and God's message and come out. We think that we are the church family here in our Adventist church, in our San Diego Central Church. You are my brothers. You are my sisters. You are my family. That's what we do, yes. But you know what, friends? There are people that we don't know yet. There are people that are still in the other church, in the Catholic church, in the Baptist church, in the Presbyterian church, in the Mormons, in the other religions, other atheist group that will be your next door neighbor in heaven. 
Did you think about that? There will be people that will be coming out of Babylon to join God's church. So we do not know who will be saved, but God wants to save everyone. And God is calling you and me to call out those people. So this is what we need to do. God's people are still in, in Babylon. And we need to come out of Babylon so that we don't partake. We do not be part of that, that Babylon, that, that prostitute or the mother of all prostitutes. But we also need to call out so that they can come out. Others can come out and join this God's church. That is the message of Revelation 18, friends. Now, for the past 180 years from 1880, we have been entrusted with this three angels message. We've been proclaiming this message all this time, 180 years. Revelation 18 should have happened before, should have happened way sooner than now, but it's been delayed. Why? Because God's people, that's you and me, are not ready yet. God has been ready all this time. His mansion is finished, all done. Inspected, it's all done, and the heaven is ready to go. It's just you and I that are not ready yet. And God is waiting on you and me to be ready. I want to share a few quotations from Ellen White's writings, um, talking about this loud cry. Um, early writings, page 277, it's on the screen. Here, I'll, I'll read. It says, Then I saw another mighty angel commissioned to descend to the earth to unite his voice with the third angel, to give power and force to, his me to this message. Great power and glory were imparted to, this, to the angel, and he, as he descended, the earth was lightened with his glory. The light which attended, attended um, this angel penetrated everywhere as he cried mightily with a strong voice, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, is become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. The message of the fall of the Babylon of Babylon, as given by the second angel, is repeated with the additional mention of the corruptions which have been entering the churches since 1844. The work of this angel comes in at the right time to join the last great work of the third angel's message as it swells to a loud cry. So it confirms, she, she confirms that this message, Revelation 18, 1, is the loud cry that joins the three angels' message. Why? Because the church, there has been this, this message, or this, this, um, this has been creeping, or a, a worshiping of, of other idols, and, and joining Babylon has been creeping into church, even though the three angels' message has gone out. And this loud cry needs to come so that we can be ready, and the world can be ready. And I, I would like to encourage you to read Great Controversy chapter 38, the final warning, because Ellen White basically quotes Revelation chapter 18, and she explains the whole thing in uh, Great Controversy chapter 38. So if you can get a chance to read this, I would encourage you to do so. And here are a couple quotations that I would like to read from, from this chapter. Oh, and also, Revelation 18 teaches us that no one is to suffer 
the last plagues before God mentions or God makes it clear his message. He wants to send the three message first, and he wants to repeat his message again. Come out of Babylon. Come out of her so that you do not partake of the last place. God wants to make sure that everyone hears the message. Before that, no one will suffer. That's the message of Revelation 18. And here is a quote from uh, Great Converse, page 607, paragraph 1. It says, they will, be, they will be threatened with fines and imprisonment, and some will be offered positions of influence and other rewards and advantages as inducements to renounce their faith. But their, but their steadfast answer is, show us from the word of God our error. Those who are arranged before the courts make a strong vindication of the truth, and some who hear them are led to take their stand to keep all the commandments of God. Thus, light will be brought before thousands who otherwise would know nothing of these truths. So some of you, maybe you and I, some of us will be imprisoned. Some of us will be persecuted. But that will give us the opportunity to share with other people who have never, otherwise will never have a chance to hear about the God's message and the Ten Commandments and the Sabbath. And thousands, as she says, thousands will hear that message and keep God's message. Just like the blood of Stephen led many people to God, some of us will go through that. But when God sees the benefit of that, He will allow God's people to go through suffering. But without that, God is not going to do that. Last quotation that I want to share. Great Converse, page 608, uh, paragraph 2. It says, Man of talent and pleasing address, who once rejoiced in the truth, employ their powers to deceive and mislead souls. They become the most bitter enemies of their former brethren. When Sabbath keepers are brought before the courts to answer for their faith, the apostates are the most efficient agents of Satan to misrepresent and accuse them, and by false reports and insinuations to stir up the rulers against them. This is a very, very serious message. My friends, you and I have the invitation to join this loud cry, to become the part of the first, second, and third angel's message, to carry out this last message to the whole world. And you and I have the invitation to join the loud cry, this angel with glory, to share the gospel to the whole world by showing God's character in us, how God's character is reflected in our own character. So others see us and they see God. We have the invitation. We have the message. We have the truth. We have the last message. We are the remnant church of God. However, however, if we do not choose to follow God, and if we are lazy, if we fall into this trap, and if we follow the current of everyone else, what will be the end result? It's not only that you and I will be lost from the kingdom of God. You and I will become 
the most effective, efficient agencies of Satan, misleading, misrepresenting other Sabbath keepers, other people of God, so that other rulers of this world will go and persecute them and kill them. This is a very solemn message. Friends, what are we doing? What are we to do? God forbid, but imagine what it will be like when we fall and be a part of this most efficient agents of Satan. God forbid that we be part of this. But I know for sure, the Bible says, some of us will become like that. I pray that none of us sitting here, none of us hearing this message, none of our church family, none of my friends, none of my own family will be Satan's most efficient agents. Do you want to be part of this three angels' message, proclaiming God's message? Receive the Holy Spirit, the early rain and the latter rain, and empowered by the Holy Spirit and proclaiming the message to the whole world and be part of this loud cry. Do you want to be part of this group? I pray that you and I will be part of this group. I pray that we be not be part of this group that is, that is going against God's chosen people last days and be part of Satan's most efficient agents. I pray that we will not be in that group. But if we are not prepared now, you and I are the most efficient recipes to be that. Because you and I know the secret. You and I have been part of that group. You and I have once rejoiced in the truth, employing their power to go against God's people then. You and I will become the most effective tool to know what they're thinking, to know what's going on, to know how to capture them and to turn them to Satan. So I pray that you and I become sincere and be part of this three angels' message. And the loud cry, you and I become this agencies of God and be, be inspired by the Holy Spirit and the latter rain and join in this great movement and not be part of Satan's movement. Do you wish to join the three angels' messages and the loud cry and the angel of glory in Revelation 18.1? And I pray, sincerely pray, that you and I will become this group and not the other. Let us pray. Father God in heaven, Lord, thank you for the message of Revelation 18. How the angel will come and give the, give the light to the whole world. And you and I have the invitation to join this group. When we receive the early rain now and when we receive the latter rain in the near future, we will become, we will join like the 120 people, the early disciples have joined and turned the world upside down and reached the whole world, known world at that time, in their generation, we can do the same thing when the latter rain falls. And Lord, we really want to be part of that group. Please prepare us now and give us your Holy Spirit now and change your heart now so that we can Give this loud cry with power and authority so that the whole world can hear about this message. But Lord, if we are not faithful now, 
Once we have heard this message, and if we do not do something now, we'll join Satan's most efficient agencies that will turn God's people and turn them to the world. So, Lord, we pray that we will, you would help us not to join that group of Satan. Lord, please bless your people because we can't do it on our own. We are lazy. We don't want to, we love this world. We love sin. So, Lord, we pray that you please work on our hearts right now so that we will join the group that is joining the three angels' messages and the loud cry and the latter rain so that we will be part of your chosen people, your remnant church, so that we can all go to heaven, Lord. Please bless your people. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.